Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Today we have a crazy story of revenge taking over a boss's position. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, for three years, I consistently ruined all my ex's relationship. I'm a very petty person. I don't feel any shame about it. If you hurt me, I'll make sure to hurt you too, and when people go low, I go even lower. I don't ever try to be the bigger person or tolerate the bad treatment because I want to be perceived as kind of nice. If you cross me, I'll make sure you regret it. I'm sure my ex regrets meeting me after what I did to him after we broke up. I made his life so miserable and I don't regret it one bit. Next time he'd think hard and long before messing with me. I met my ex in high school. He was my twin brother's friend and they had this little science club that they created to talk about comic books, cartoon characters, and the hot girls in school that they could never get. Basically, it was a group of boys who felt they were losers and talked about everything but science. Ironic, isn't it? Not to brag or anything, but I never understood why my brother was a part of them. Even though he wasn't a stable member, he got along with even the popular kids in school. But I guess he felt more comfortable with the geek boys. My brother was also super cute. Cute but kinda geeky. The next on the scale of handsomeness in that group was my ex. He was cute too. Cute but very geeky. A very nerdy guy, but he was cute anyway. He visited our home often, but I never paid him much attention. Even though I did admit to myself at some point that he was cute. I thought, oh this guy's not so bad looking, but that was it. We hardly ever spoke. He hardly ever spoke to girls anyway. He was shy and withdrawn. I knew even then that he had either dealt with too many rejections from girls, or he rejected himself and never even tried at all. I started to like him when my high school boyfriend and I had a huge fight, and he told me to forget about going to the dance with him. I was irritated and told him off. I'd break up with him if I were in your shoes, my ex said suddenly. If you were in her shoes, the other boy said, laughing loudly. At what point would you be in her shoes? Since that day, I started to say hello to my ex. Whenever he came into the kitchen to grab a fruit or a bottle of water, I'd say hello and we'd smile at each other. Nothing happened until we got into the same college and we started hanging out. I introduced him to my group of friends and they became friends with him. He became a part of our group and we soon decided to be in an exclusive relationship. We had been together exclusively for 6 months when I noticed that he was spending less time with me. He hung out with the rest of the group but he didn't want to hang out with me. When we did hang out, he left earlier than he usually did. I asked many times if we were okay and he assured me that we were. He even got mad one time and accused me of acting crazy. Listen, if a guy ever tells you that you're acting crazy, believe me, you are not acting crazy. You are right and he's gaslighting you. Maybe we need to take a break. Something's wrong, he said. I remember being so hurt about that. I begged him not to leave me and promised to never bother him about the issue again. He agreed to continue with our relationship, but he acted even worse. He stopped calling me, turned down all my requests to hang out, and hardly even spoke to me when we were in a group. My self-esteem took a hit because of what had happened, and I kept blaming myself for his lackadaisical attitude toward our relationship. But he acted even worse. He stopped calling me, turned down all my requests to hang out, and hardly even spoke to me when we were in a group. My self-esteem took a hit because of what had happened and I kept blaming myself for his lackadaisical attitude towards our relationship. I started to feel like I wasn't good enough or smart enough for him. 
My ex talked a lot about being attracted to smart girls, so I always blamed myself for not being smart enough to keep him interested. This went on for a while until one day, my roommate returned from a party after midnight and told me that she saw my ex kissing a girl at the party. She was drunk that night, but even when she got drunk, she never lied or made things up in her head. I decided that she probably saw someone who looked like him and thought it was him. I asked her the next day, but she quickly shied away from the topic, refusing to talk about it. I called my ex to let him know that I wanted us to talk. He said he was going to come over to my dorm room, but he never showed up. When my roommate came in that evening, I asked her again about what she told me the night she returned from that party. I honestly can't remember what happened and that's why I didn't want to talk about it when you asked this morning. I know I saw him kissing some girl, but it could have just been my imagination running wild. Why would your imaginations run that wild, I countered. I honestly don't know. I wouldn't take my word for it if I were you. Alcohol does mess with the mind. I'm sorry I got you upset. I never would have told you that if I was sober. My ex still hadn't taken my calls, but I saw him at a party one of our friends had for her small fashion business. I confronted him about standing me up, but he apologized immediately. When I told him what my roommate had told me, he denied even being at the party. We made up and were all over each other at that party, but all that didn't last that long. I was in the bathroom reapplying my lipstick when one of my friends came in and asked why I wasn't at the party my roommate was at. I told her I had to study and she shook her head. Well, I heard it wasn't much fun. I went but I left early. I'm sure your boyfriend mentioned how boring the party was. I was shocked. My ex was at the party. I returned to where I'd left him, but he wasn't there. I went from person to person asking if they'd seen him, and the last person I asked said he'd left the party. I remember breaking down and just crying my eyes out. That man broke me. Just thinking about it now makes me feel very silly. I decided I was going to go to his house and see what was going on myself. The place was unusually quiet since his roommates had left for the party, but I heard a girl's laughter. Her laughter sounded weirdly familiar, and it wasn't until I went in and saw her that I knew why she sounded so familiar. My ex-boyfriend was making out with a blonde girl on the kitchen table. When I walked in, he was startled. She turned to me and said hello. It was at that point I knew where I'd heard her. She went to the same high school as my ex and me. She was one of the very popular girls and he hated her at the time. It turned out it wasn't that he hated her, he just knew he couldn't get her at the time. I don't know what hurt me more, the cheating or the fact that he didn't even come after me. What happened after was even worse. My ex showed up everywhere I went with his new shrill and certainly unintelligent girlfriend. The girls in our group didn't like it, but the guys were okay with it. At first, the girls gave him heck, but they soon moved past it. I was left to take care of myself. I felt betrayed and cut everyone off. It was so bad that I was bitter about it all through college. That relationship took what should have been a great college experience from me. I vowed to deal with him ever since, but the chance never presented itself. After college, I still ran into him and his dumb-as-a-doorknob girlfriend, but I noticed later that he'd broken up with her. I decided then to ruin any relationship he got into after that. The first relationship he had after they broke up was with a pretty small woman. She had a cute smile and tagged him in her pictures on Facebook. That was how I found out about their relationship. When I saw their pictures, I immediately sent her a friend request using my fake account and asked her if she knew him. She replied that he was her boyfriend and I warned her to be very careful. She kept asking why I was warning her off him but I refused to say anything. Just be careful, I said again. 
Are you dating him too? Is that it? Is he two-timing? I'm sorry, I don't want anyone else getting hurt, I replied to her. She was terrified. I could tell that from how she became frantic after I said I didn't want anyone getting hurt. Some days later, I noticed that my ex had revisited his Facebook relationship status and had changed it to single. I was deeply satisfied with what I'd done and I resolved to keep doing it if I noticed he was with another woman. Stalking my ex was very easy for me. One of my friends whom I met in college interned in his office. She was in his exact apartment, so I trusted her to let me know all that was going on with my ex. After I had messaged the last girl, my friend informed me that my ex was going out with someone from work. She was a new employee, and they'd been openly flirting for a while. I begged her to help me get her personal phone number, and she agreed. After a week, she finally got it and gave it to me. What are you going to do? She asked, looking at me suspiciously. I smiled and assured her that I wasn't going to hurt anyone. That evening, I called her phone thrice. Each time I called, she would pick up and say hello, but I wouldn't respond. The third time, she yelled at me to answer. I heard my ex asking who that was in the background. I don't know, I heard her whisper. The next time I called her, I knew she was going to be in the middle of work. I'm so sorry to bother you, I started, deliberately sounding timid. Who are you? I mentioned her name and asked if I was speaking to her. She confirmed that it was her, and I told her I wanted to talk to her about my ex. At that point, I'd completely gotten her attention and she kept nudging me to go on. Listen, I don't want anyone to get hurt again, I said, pretending to stutter. What is going on? Have you had a bad experience with him? He's dangerous, I went on. What has happened? What did he do? You can talk to me. Just as I was about to think of a lie, I heard his voice on her end and hung up immediately. I knew she would figure out that I hung up on her because I'd heard his voice. She called me an hour later, but I didn't pick up her call. After three attempts, I blocked her number. Two weeks later, my intern friend said my ex had ended things with her. She had snuck into his house and was conducting a little search. He caught her and was mad at her. Everyone thinks she's a crazy woman at work now, my friend said. Did you call her to tell her he was cheating or something? I smiled and looked away. Mission accomplished. My friend refused to provide more information about him if I didn't tell her what I told her colleague at work, so I stopped asking her altogether. I did the stalking myself. I went on his Facebook and befriended the woman who commented on his page or whom he tagged on his pictures and told horrible lies about him. They all stayed away from him. For some others, I just had to tell them what really happened between us and they stayed away. I kept doing this until I got caught one day. I saw a woman make a comment thanking him for dinner on his page. I sent her a message asking if she'd gone out on a date with him. She said yes and then I went on to tell lies about him and warn her to be wary of him. Are you sure of what you're talking about? She asked me. I assured her that I was certain. It turned out that the said woman was not his date. She was his cousin. And after I told her that, she called his mom and spoke to her about all that I've accused him of. His mom confronted him about it and he asked her where she got all that from. She told him it was his cousin and the trio met and somehow my Facebook identity was exposed to my ex. I didn't use my actual Facebook account. I used a fake profile but I still used my pictures so it was easy for my ex to know it was me. He contacted me immediately and told me off. He probably thought I would cower but I didn't. I went off on him. He deserved everything I was doing and even more. I totally let him have it. He then threatened to sue me but I called his bluff and told him to go ahead. I told my friend about it and she begged me to stop. 
She had to bring up a few legal terms to dissuade me from continuing my smear campaign. I agreed to stop, and the last time my ex sent me a message, I assured him that I'd stop. While I did stop, I'd already ruined his reputation with many women, and I'm content with knowing that many women still have that notion of him to this day. Yeah, I know, I'm one of those crazy exes, but hey, people should really stop messing with others and then tagging them crazy when they choose to react. I think OP's definitely a bit too hung up here. I think OP probably should have just let this guy destroy other people's lives on his own time and really just let that not even be a part of their mind anymore, but I guess I can understand how you feel like if your time was wasted or you were hurt by this person during an important time in your life, you'd feel like you have to get them back. That said, our next story is, I took over my boss's position as the MD. The alarm clock by my bedside let out a shrill sound. It was 6am and it was time to wake up. I stood up immediately and went straight to the bathroom to freshen up and get dressed for work. Today, we're expecting the chairman of Riverdale Group of Companies and the board of directors to be present in the meeting my managing director informed me about yesterday. I took my time to dress well. I knotted my tie several times till I got the perfect knot and I proceeded to wear my best suit. You don't always get the opportunity to be invited to a meeting specially meant for the chairman, the managing director, and other board members. After dressing up and looking at myself in the mirror, I felt like I'd just won the lottery. My well-tailored suits. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's perfectly well on my body, and my haircut added to my already inflated ego. I felt confident enough to face the day and my bosses. I entered my office building exactly 30 minutes before the commencement of the meeting. Once it was time for the meeting, the secretary to the chairman came to walk me down to the meeting's venue. I opened the door and what greeted me immediately when I entered surprised me to my bone marrow. My chairman and every other person present in the room stood up and welcomed me with a clap. I was stunned and couldn't stop smiling. I knew at that point that something good had happened. After the applause had died down, my managing director stood up with smiles. He announced our company won the multi-billion dollar project that is to be sponsored by the government. He then went ahead to mention the numerous roles I played in ensuring that the quality of our financial reports for the project plan was of top-notch quality. He also mentioned the timely advice I gave to the marketing department on how to pitch their deck and other ways I helped in making the company get selected. When he was done talking, the chairman of the company decided to talk. He stood up and stretched his hands for a handshake. 
I was overwhelmed with a myriad of emotions, and my hands shook as it locked with that of my chairman, a man I look up to and admire so much. With pride in his voice, he announced that I've been promoted from being an assistant accountant to being the executive accountant of the company. My joy knew no bounds as I giggled with joy. He then raised his glass and others followed suit. He then said, Cheers to Riverdale Group of Companies for our great win. And of course, to the man of the hour, Mr. Harrison and others who made this happen. The group cheered and everyone came over to congratulate me. I was overjoyed because the promotion came just at the right time. I needed the money and health benefits the promotion guarantees to take care of my pregnant wife and five-year-old son. I was wondering why my MD stood up for me and paid glowing tributes to my personality at the meeting. He made me earn the respect of the chairman and other members of the board. When he came over to my office to congratulate me specially over a glass of wine, I couldn't help but thank him for his kindness, and I told him I was indebted to him. He smiled and left my office. After the day's work was over, I rushed home to break the news to Sapphire, my wife. After my promotion, life became easier for me and my family. We decided to move to a more comfortable apartment with a nice view, and I got my wife a befitting car. Our standard of living got upgraded, and we ate nice meals and wore designer clothes often. I was living the life I always dreamt of. At work, I was my MD's favorite and my colleagues envied me. My MD treated me with love, and I knew he was partial with his treatment to me compared to others, but I didn't care since it was to my own benefit. Things began to go awry when my MD started asking me to do things that are against my principles as a person. One day, he invited me for a drink at a bar he frequently visits. We went there, and as we were chatting over a glass of drink, I saw him beckon on someone. She came, and the lady I saw was the perfect definition of a seductress. The dress she wore clung tightly to her body and it had a plunging neckline with a very dangerous slit at the front. My boss introduced her to me and left with a wink. I was then left alone with her and she told me she was there to make me happy. The way her soft skin rubbed my tired body made me want to succumb to the tempting offer, but I couldn't cheat on my wife. I love her so dearly. I apologized to her and I left the bar immediately. This incident made me very wary of my boss. He knew I was married, so why did he try to set me up with another woman? The next day, my boss walked into my office with a knowing smile. He asked if I enjoyed my night, and I nodded a yes. He then dropped a file on my desk and said that he would need me to sign it as my signature is needed before anything can be done on the project. I told him that I'll get back to him with the file and my signature on it once I've gone through the file and vetted it. To my utmost surprise, my boss dismissed my concern and requested that I sign it immediately, that he had gone through it and he just needed my signature. The MD's attitude was a cause of concern to me. As an executive accountant, I don't just append my signature on any file. I ensure that whatever proposition I'm consenting to is viable, credible, and safeguards the integrity of my company. I politely explained this to him and his face got distorted with anger. With a low voice, he threatened that he'll inform my wife that I slept with someone promiscuous the previous night if I didn't sign the papers he brought to me, and then he stormed out of my office. At that moment, I knew I was in trouble. My MD was trying to blackmail me. Immediately I got home, I narrated the incident to my wife, including the part where he sent someone to seduce me. My wife was livid with anger and advised me to be mindful of my activities with my MD because it was clear that he means evil for me. 
What I didn't know was that all he did was a ploy to make me his puppet and sign papers that would grant him access to the company's funds. The attitude of my boss towards me changed drastically since I refused to sign the papers he brought. He no longer treats me like his favorite at work, and when opportunities that could help in the advancement of my career come, he keeps mute about it. All the favors he showed me, he started bestowing upon Mr. Johnson, a junior accountant in my place of work. I wasn't so bothered since it didn't affect my promotion, nor my productivity at work. After six months, I noticed that my MD began to act nice towards me again. He started by not blocking my parking space with his car in the parking lot. When my wife gave birth to a bouncing baby boy, he bought a lot of gifts for my wife and our baby. I appreciated his kind gestures, but I was bothered because he didn't apologize for his bad conduct towards me. I began to doubt his intentions when he decided to give me an expensive Rolex watch and sturdy Italian leather shoes for my birthday when he's never even given me a birthday card in all the years I've worked with him. On the day he presented the gift for me, I was not expecting the gift so I didn't know why I blurted out, why? With a smile he replied, that's what friends do for each other. You rub my back and I rub yours too. Life continued and the bond between my MD and Mr. Johnson grew. They frequently hung out together after work and he received preferential treatment from him. I decided to cross-check some of the accounts he's handling and I noticed that he's been signing some papers that are bad for the company's reputation if it gets out to the public. He and the managing director have been teaming up to commit fraudulent activities in the company. It wasn't noticed because the fraud they were perpetuating was low-key and doesn't involve a substantial amount of money. I knew I needed to do something before it got out of hand. So the next day, I went to Mr. Johnson's office. I made sure my phone was recording our conversation as I warned him about being an accomplice in fraudulent activities carried out by the MD. I also made him know the consequences of his actions, but he scoffed at my rebuke. He said in a confident voice that the MD has promised to keep me safe here. Besides, I love all the goodies that come with being on the boss's side. After that encounter, I had no other option than to report them to my company's HR. I showed them copies of the wrongly signed documents that gave them access to the company's money and also the recording of the conversation I had with Mr. Johnson. I did this to help them fast track their investigation and bring the culprits to book, but to my surprise, not a word was said about the report weeks after I went to their office. They probably are on the payroll of the MD. I started gathering every incriminating evidence together and minded my business. I focused on my job and did well, till one day my MD decided to involve me in a big fraud that will make him wealthy for a very long time. He wanted to siphon $5 million of the company's funds using a non-existent project as a guise. I refused vehemently and threatened to report him to the board of directors about his plan to carry out a financial scam since the HR department seems to be under his spell. Two weeks after, I was invited in by the board of directors for an impromptu meeting. There, I received the shock of my life. The life I dreamt of living, which I'd already started living, crumbled before my eyes as I was implicated in a crime I know nothing of. Documents presented showed my signature on a project I had no idea about and so about a thousand dollars was taken from the company. I tried to defend myself against the allegation, but my MD and Mr. Johnson were vehemently against me. Sadly, the board believed their story and to my utmost surprise, I was given a resignation letter. 
the company I'd spent 10 whole years of my life serving sacked me because of a thousand dollar crime I didn't commit. I was back to square one. As I left the meeting in tears, so many thoughts crossed through my mind. How do I sort out the outrageous bills without a job? How do I keep up with this lifestyle? How do I tell my wife that I just lost my job? I was ready to get my job back. He laughed and then said I can only get it back if I'm ready to cooperate with him and let him get the money he wants or my position will be taken over by Mr. Johnson. He ended the call by saying, whether you're here or not, I'm winning anyways. That was how I was rendered jobless by my greedy and wicked MD. We had to move out of our nice home because we couldn't keep up with the rent and we opted for a modest apartment. We had to cut down on a lot of things because I was still unable to get a new job despite hunting for a job after 9 months that I got fired from my place of work. I was frustrated and moved to the point of depression. I decided to get revenge. News of my chairman's arrival from his prolonged journey got to me and I decided to swing to action. The first thing I did was to send a message to my MD. It reads, I served Riverdale Group of Companies faithfully for 10 years and the best way to repay me was getting me fired because I refused to succumb to your evil agenda. Dear MD, I want you to know that no evildoer goes unpunished and your time of reckoning is near. Till then, I wish you well. The next day, he called and apologized for wronging me. He promised to help me get a good job with a Fortune 500 company by next week. I refused his offer politely and ended the call. I knew where I wanted to work. I wanted my position back and I was going to get it. The chairman upon his arrival scheduled a meeting with all major stakeholders, board of directors, and top members of staff of his company. It was at the meeting I decided to exert my revenge. First of all, I sent every incriminating evidence to the police and sent the location of my MD to them. When the meeting started in full, I sent a recording of a conversation between myself and the MD to everybody present at the meeting where he told me that whether I cooperate with him or not, he's going to get the money he's interested in from the company. After that, I also sent copies of the documents implicating him of white-collar crime and organized financial crime to everyone present in the meeting. Then I entered the hall and I could see the shock on everyone's faces. They had a face of shock and it was replaced with disbelief and then disgust for the MD. The chairman was the first to speak, and when he did, he said, Mr. Davis, you are hereby relieved of your job as the managing director of Riverdale Group of Companies due to your gross misconduct and every benefit you're entitled to will be withdrawn immediately. He turned to me and said, Mr. Harrison will be replacing Mr. Davis as the managing director. I wish you good luck in your new position. His head was bent in shame as the policeman arrived, and in handcuffs, he was whisked away for interrogation. As much as I want to believe in this, as much as I want it to be true, I just know from hearing stories of countless corrupt people that somebody at this level or this position is not going to be immediately whisked away in handcuffs and interrogated. There's going to be some extreme lawyer red tape battle that goes down in court is probably dragged out over a period of years and then finally they might get like light house arrest or like community service hours. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time. 
with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.